Road. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. Welcome. I am Sarah Gonzalez, and uh, we have Jason Buttrell with me. We are we do. filling in for Steve Dace. Jason's over here uh, verbatim. He says, oh, the show's about to start. I'm over here composing tweets. Sounds a little I'm more like, formal. For, why are you composing tweets? <laughs> I was, you know, Twitter has like become my bane. It's like I cannot stop. Like Every time someone says something, I feel like it is my personal duty to like say, oh, no, he's wrong. And so, it is now my jihad to go yeah. after that person and prove to them why they're wrong. Uh, I'm not sure if you have heard of, the, there's this new book out. Oh, yeah. It's called Addicted to Outrage. Yes. It's written by a, a gentleman you may know. His name is Glenn Beck. Heard about that, dude. And yes, and he goes into, uh, you know, all of that and why we should not be uh, keyboard warriors. So you may want to give it a read. It's just so fun, I'm just though. kidding. I do the same thing. It's just so fun. It, it's, it's fun up until the point to where you realize that you're really not going anywhere. Yeah, they're not. So, I mean, they're they're not going to leave their bubble. Right. They believe what they believe, and you're probably not going to change their mind. It's like every like conversation on social media nowadays is like a converse is like an argument you have with a stubborn spouse. Yeah. You know, where you know they're not listening to you. They're yeah. just waiting for their turn to like say something. You know, some sick burn or something mm-hmm. like that. You're not going to change anybody's mind. Right. You know, it's just it's, it's, too, it's social media is a cesspool. It you know what's weird, and I won't go off too far off a tangent on this, I promise. But <laughs> Famous I did, last word. But I did some research for Glenn. We were like kind of looking at where uh, like this, tri- you know, like this intense tribalism began mm-hmm. when we became so polarized. Yeah, and I think Pew Research actually did the study, and they like pulled it out or um, for when people got the most far into their corners, the most tribal, and it coincided with I don't remember the exact date, but the exact year that Facebook like kicked all this stuff off completely believe it so sir check this out it was even more amazing than that so it, it like it kept ramping up in stages after that every single time it coincided with the launch of another uh, social network instagram That's twitter all crazy. that stuff I, it was it was it was like clockwork the entire time this is like p- people need to throw their phones down really the, the country would be in a lot better spot if we did yes but it's way too convenient it is. We can't. We can't get rid of that convenience. And I, I will say, I'm guilty of it too. Not just social media, but just talking about technology in general. Um, you know, we talk on uh, on on my show, the News and Why It Matters, uh, about technology being really, really bad and going to really, really dark places. And we're talking about Alexa and how, you know, it's so dangerous because she's constantly listening and what these things could be used for. And I hear the dangers. And I'm like, yeah, but she plays Ed Sheeran for me whenever I want. So it's really a little bit too convenient for me to to uh, take away. I will say I do unplug her when I'm not using her, though. I hope that that helps. Now, there's probably some sort of device in there that like allows them to listen even when it's unplugged, like some crazy sci-fi oh, stuff. But I do unplug her when I'm not in there, when, when we're not you know, using her. I'm like, so the, yeah, I don't really want you guys listening. I'm just going to unplug you. The crazy thing is, do you know what my daughter's name is? Alexa? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> so that's my daughter's name. And then like her, she hates it at school because they always they say, say, Alexa, what's the weather today? Yeah, and, and she gets sorry, so pissed. Sorry for everyone who has Alexas and we're constantly <laughs> I know right now. awakening her. But I it's apologize. Funny, it's funny too. We, we just did this the other day because like we were, we were having an argument with, with our daughter the other day and she was, I don't know, she was trying to go to the mall or something like that and we were busy. But then we have our Alexa device in our bedroom 
And uh, so like, I was like, Alexa, come back here. And then she goes, I'm sorry. I do not understand. I'm like, shut up. Not that Alexa. It was just where we're just going back and forth. It's layers. That happens all the time. That's really funny. Um, so I keep looking in the monitor. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm a mess today. I, ha- I just had no time to prep. I had to get in late um, because big government. Let me tell you why. Because you have to have a license to get married. Oh, yeah. Which is ridiculous. And you can only go get the license during mm-hmm. business hours. And you both have to be there and you both have to show your ID. And so I apologize. I know every time I wear my hair like this, I get it's it's causes a controversy. How is that a controversy? I don't I don't know why I it, like people get really mad when I wear my hair like this, apparently. And they're like, oh, you look like you, I don't like your hair like that. You look bad. One guy said uh, you look like Cruella DeVille. That's, that's like stupid. With my hair in a bun. And I'm like, first of all, <laughs> Cruella DeVille never wore her hair in a bun. And second of all, she had half black and half white hair. You're okay. Yeah. You know, you're rocking like a, I was getting like an Audrey Hepburn vibe. Something well, like that. You. Like That's you're about to go, for. like you just had breakfast at Tiffany's and you ro- you showed up like, oh yeah, I'm gonna do the radio show now. Yeah. That's not the, that shouldn't be the controversy. Controversy is how dang low cut your dress is right now. <laughs> Sarah, what? that's what they should be worried. That's what they should be pissed off about. This is like a family <laughs> institute here, a family company. That's insane. So <laughs> Whoever's watching, okay, whoever is watching on TV, are you with me? This is not controversial. This is not controversial. This is a this is business attire. Thank you, Ron. I'm totally not offended. I fully support you know that style of dress so do you yeah thank you thank you company dress code thank you jason uh there is a lot going on right now with yes with uh the white house so you know we have this big looming government shutdown uh going on that we're kind of updating you on every day yes i mean i don't know what we would do if all of the non-essential employees had to stop going to work at the government offices. I don't, I mean, I don't. Would, Dogs and cats living world, together. Yes. Would the world end? Probably. Mass hysteria. Would people be dying in the streets? Yes. Would everyone, uh, I mean, uh, I wouldn't have a purpose in life, quite honestly. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know what I would do with myself. Our lights would be out. Uh, I mean, seriously, first this of all, is, it's so ridiculous. The government, uh, should, can I just, can I, uh, what's on that is it's, a, yes. it, was, it was only, so it was. It's partial. Threatening to a partial, exactly. So the majority is funded already. Mm -hmm. So what you'd be worried about, the military, stuff like that, that's already funded. Yes. So that's already funded. Um, uh, Also, when you look at when they always time these things and these threats, it's supposed to like shut down on Friday if they don't come to an agreement. Yeah, Friday at midnight. So Friday at midnight. So if you look at, you know, just a calendar, all government employees just got paid. So they're not going to get paid this Friday. In fact, they have over a week right now before they even get their next paycheck. So the fact that saying that they're not, oh, they can't make rent and all that stuff is a bunch of bull. Mm-hmm. It's a scare tactic. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm trying to. Where is this? Uh, oh, look, so listen to this. So this is from a statement from J. David Cox, Senior. He's the president of the American Federation of Government Employees, and this is the type of stuff that you hear the, the fear mongering. He says, "Our members are asking how they are supposed to pay for rent for food." And gas if they are required to work without a paycheck. What are you talking about? You just got paid. You know what? It really drives me insane, the mentality now that we're supposed to um, support people living paycheck to paycheck. Now, look, 
I am not passing judgment on anyone who is living paycheck to paycheck. But what I'm saying is, wouldn't it be sound advice to give to someone is you have to live within your means, especially if you know you're working for the government and that, you know, they could be shut down. But you have to aim to at least be saving something in case of emergency. Right. And maybe that does include living paycheck to paycheck. And, you you know, you're living paycheck to paycheck, but you're still setting something aside. And you've put that in mind because it's like. I could be out of a job tomorrow. Anyone could be out of a job tomorrow and we still have to prepare for that. So, I, I mean, that's not a reasonable conclusion to draw is just like, but what about all these people who have to afford gas and all these things? Like we in America should be, you know, trying to um, encourage people to save a little bit. It's like Wait. no one saves anymore. Everyone just assumes that you're just supposed to live paycheck to paycheck. You're not. You should, I mean, you should have, you know, three months or something of just some sort of backup in the event that something happens, you lose your job, your spouse loses your job. Like To me, we should be encouraging people to do that. That's the responsible thing to do. I get it. It's not always possible, but I wish that we wouldn't just jump to the assumption that we should just be living paycheck to paycheck and we can't help ourselves other than that. This is the government we're talking about here. <laughs> when is the last time they've been financially fiscal respo- or responsible? Like, they're not encouraging this type of behavior at all. Right. Like, at all. Right. Like, the, uh, a, a story just came out. I can't remember if it was Axios or whoever uh, that showed the, the most expensive neighborhoods and the highest incomes in the country. They were all in D.C., all in D.C. Yeah. yeah, there's a reason why. If you are a just a little like socialist, uh, let's say uh, you work in a restaurant or a bar, you know, and you went to a great school, but for some reason you can't get a job based off the degrees you had. So let's say you're from Brooklyn, you know what I mean? Um, you start calling yourself a democratic socialist, but you just can't find a job because you're too stupid to actually get a job in what you got your degree in. So where do you go if you want to live like a king or a queen? You go to D.C., yeah. where they pay more than anybody else in the country. Right. There's a reason why all these leeches want to go to D.C. so bad. People like Bernie Sanders that never had a real job. Right. If you want to live like a socialist king, you know, like the, the people in the, in, the, in the higher echelons, they all live like kings. People underneath them, they don't. But if you want to be where it's at, you be in the government, then you call for socialism afterwards because you know you're set. Right. You're going to get right. all the spoils of the war. So uh, stupid. Yes. So the, the looming government shutdown. <clears throat> as as we were, I Jason. I just need you. I need you to to rein back in. Okay. okay. Um. This is a very serious matter. Coming back down. This Coming is back down. This is the end of civilization as we know it. If the government shutdown happens. Yeah, Armageddon, mm-hmm. uh, as Nancy would say. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, let's talk about what has transpired in the last, you know, I guess 12 hours. This oh, was yeah. last night. There were things that were going on. And then just this morning, I came back, um, I came down, you're bringing me back up. <laughs> <laughs> so last, okay. So let's talk about last week's meeting really quickly. Um, so last week, Trump met with Pelosi and Schumer. Yep. And it, it was quite a spectacle, by the way, if you want to see just a circus going on um, and just the most passive aggressive uh, behavior. Please go back and watch that. But um, and I think that we have a clip of last week just to refresh everyone's memories where we were at last week during this meeting about illegal immigration, funding the border wall and government shutdown. Let's go ahead and play uh, the clip from last week if we could. Can we can we play that? Okay, so uh, we we need just a minute for that. So, but so remember, Chuck Schumer was looking at Nancy Pelosi and just 
So Donald Trump was talking and he would only look at Pelosi and he would maybe glance over at Donald Trump and they were both just kind of staring at each other while Donald Trump was talking to them. It was very it was a very, very bizarre scene. Uh, It was power, power move. Absolutely. Yeah, he he was. um, It was power move. Like they did not know that he was uh, going to have cameras there. They showed up. He was prepared. He's very savvy, you mm-hmm. know, with what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was prepared with a one liner saying, mm-hmm. oh, this is about trans, you know, transparency, mm-hmm. Nancy. Right. Um, Which, by the way, mm-hmm. we were told during the Obama administration that we were supposed to love transparency, which I do. But remember, the Obama administration vowed that they were the most transparent uh, administration in history and they were going to be super transparent. And everyone cheered it. And now that Trump's bringing cameras into their meetings, Pelosi's looking around like, uh, I, I, I can't, should we have this conversation without all the cameras? Well, what about the, all the transparency, Nance? Yeah, yeah no, screw that. Come I, on, Nance Pants. I had no issues whatsoever with the, what the president did during that meeting. No. Um, and because we, we know that we're being lied to, um, that people are being lied to as far as what goes on in these negotiations. Because the, 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 the base, uh, Trump's base wants a wall built and they want a big time uh, concentration on border security. And for some reason, that's just not getting done. Right. And we want to know what is stopping this. Right. So, you know, by all means, I want the I wanted the cameras in there. I wanted Trump to like I wanted him to be a bad A. You know what yeah. I mean? I, I wanted him to sit in there and say, look, this is what I'm getting. I don't give a crap. Yeah, I'll shut the government down. And that's what he said. He right. owned it. He was right. like, yeah, all on me. I, I'll take this. Yeah. And we have that. We have a, a little refresher clip now. Uh, let's listen. I think we can agree on is we shouldn't shut down the government over a dispute. And you want to shut it down. I, you no, keep no, talking no, no, about no. it. The last time, Chuck, you shut it down. No, no, no. And then you opened it up times, very quickly. And 20 I times. I don't want to do what you did. 20 but, times Chuck, you have called for, I will shut down the government if I don't get my wool. None of us have you said You want to know something? You've said okay, it. Okay, you want to put that you on my said it. I'll take it. Okay, okay, good. You know what I'll say? Yes. If we don't get what we want, one way or the other, whether it's through you, through a military, through anything you want to call, I will shut down the government. Okay, Absolutely. fair enough. And I am proud, and I'll we tell you disagree. what, I am proud to shut down the government for border security, Chuck, because the people of this country don't want criminals and people that have lots of problems and drugs pouring into our country. So I will take the mantle. I will be the one to shut it down. I'm not going to blame you for it. The last time you shut it down, it didn't work. I will take the mantle of shutting down. And I'm going to shut it down for border But we believe you. Okay. What a slimy little weasel Chuck Schumer is. Chuck Schumer is, is, is responding to President Trump, and he's responding by looking at Nancy Pelosi when he talks. It's just, what a little weasel. Yeah. But that was a good moment for Trump. Wuss. That was a great yeah. moment for Trump. We saw that and we were like, this is why people elected him. Because he doesn't care about all, all of the bureaucracy BS and every all of the political games. He's like, I'll and, do it. And, okay, that's fine. And the politics <laughs> You don't have anything on me. If you look at the politics, the politics should work because he is correct that they were the ones that led the government shut down last time. And they were willing to shut the government down over DACA. Right. That's what it was. Right. Now he's saying, look, I'm willing to shut the government down, but over the, the, the safety and security of the nation. Yes. So not over DACA, who people, you know, not over that, but over the safety and security of this nation, of actual citizens, yes. uh, you know, of the country. Um, yeah, the politics should have worked on that. Mm-hmm. Really should. I think if you I think if you look at, you know, the average American, unless they're listening to to it being spun somehow, they would agree with all of those things. Yeah, I do want the president to make sure that we're safe. 
You know, yeah, I do want the president to check and vet the people who are coming into our country. Yeah, I do. I do want these things. I want to make sure that we're not letting strangers in that are either bringing in drugs or we don't know who they are. They have a criminal background. I think that the average American would agree with everything that the president was saying in that meeting. Yeah. Um, but now things have changed a little bit. Kind of. Um, uh, yeah. You want me to break this? Because I might get sick if I have to say this. Okay. Well, okay. Well, first of all, hold on. I, that, that brings me to something else. You are sick. He <laughs> yeah. walks in and sits down right next to me and is like, uh, I'm sick. And I'm like. It's not like you have anything big coming up in the next few days. I mean, I'm only getting married. Okay. Right, uh, so. You know, very, very shortly. Oops. But yeah. So <laughs> thank you for bringing your sickness in uh, into the building. But so uh, the White House said, you know, they, they're going back and forth trying to negotiate. And now, Jason, uh, just this morning, the White House has come out and said, uh, well, you know what? I know Trump said all these things and he said he didn't care and he said, I'm I'm proud to shut down the government over this. And uh, now they're saying, OK, we want to avoid a government shutdown. They're so caving. Sarah, we're going to say it. We're going to find other ways to fund the border wall. They are wussing so out there. <laughs> this is this is ridiculous. Yes. OK, now this is ridiculous. I think it's a bad move. Now, if, if you're if, if you're a supporter of the I never say supporter of the president because you never support a person. You support their policies. If you support this president's policies. OK, then there's I, I got no I got no. I actually disagree with you there. Uh, really? Like a person. Let's get back to that in a second. Yeah. But um, I've got no, I've, I support this president's policies because the only thing he's done policy wise that has been counter to what I believe in is the tariff uh, uh, and trade uh, situation. Hashtag tariffageddon. It's hashtag tariffageddon. That's the only thing that I disagree with. All the other policies, I'm 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 on board 100 percent, pretty much. Um, now, if you are the person that says, yeah, I, if you've been with this president's policies from day one, uh, and now you're still not pissed off at this, then you seriously need to go and take a look at why you support this president and his policies. Because they've been saying this for years and years and years. This goes beyond President Trump. This goes back a, a decade, really, of saying, hey, all we need, we can do this if you give us the House, and then we can do this. Mm-hmm. Okay, wait, wait. Now what we need is the Senate. the Senate. Give us the Senate, and then we can do something. It's just we just can't get it done until you guys give us all of these yeah. positions. Yeah. And, and then give us the then, presidency, and right. I, I tell you, it's game on from mm-hmm. then. Okay, so what has happened in the last two years since we've had all this? A tax, uh, a mediocre tax uh, cut? Mm-hmm. That's about it. Yeah. Really? And no repeal of Obamacare. Well, you've had you uh, no repeal of Obamacare. You've had you've had nothing done on the border. Yep. Um, you, you get we got we got a couple of judges that that is a good thing. I'll that concede that. Uh, we got the embassy in Jerusalem. I will concede that, that that is a great, great thing. thing. Yes. Very courageous. Love it. But um, but that but that I mean it was really really like that was a huge moment for this administration. But it wasn't something that affects your everyday American either. You know what I mean? Like it, it wasn't something like the tax cuts. That was like a meh tax cut. But, yeah. you know, you could say, that, OK, that affects everyday Americans. Uh, the Obamacare thing that would affect everyday Americans living here if they would actually do something about it. Um, you know, so the they've, cor- they've not done anything for the the core of Americans who are living here, voting them in because they're saying they're going to do all of these things. The main issues were, I would say, immigration. Maybe even in this order. Immigration, Obama, uh, nah. Supreme have- Court. No, no, no. Immigration, 
Supreme I feel like Court this list Obamacare. Been you know, because I'm I'm going back and forth because a lot of people said, look, I yeah, I don't really like uh, the the man that he is, mm-hmm. but I don't want Hillary, and I really think the Supreme Court is vitally important, Which, and I totally agree with that. That's, that's, at that the is time, at the time, I was like, I was very torn. I was like, yeah, but you can't just base it off of that. Now that it's played out the way it has, I'm like totally respect that decision. Totally respect that decision. For sure. Because it ended up, I mean, we could have had two judges picked by Hillary. Yeah. It would have been detrimental. Yep. Um, But I, so are you talking about just the, the, the voting issues for the Trump presidency? Are you talking about that election? The Trump Hillary election? What were the top yeah. Issues. Yeah, yeah. So well, you think it, it, Supreme well, Court first? Well, for for the for the uh, for the Trump base, I okay. would say for the Trump base. And and and, and yeah, I Supreme, guess it, it would even go beyond the base. Huge immigration. Yeah. I would have a hard time deciding whether or not Supreme Court or immigration was number one because that was his entire rhetoric was. We're going to build the wall. We're going to build the wall. You know, he did say at the time Mexico would pay for it, which we all knew was like. I mean, you can't force another country to pay for a border wall, but okay. Right. So, uh, you know, um, but that was every single rally he went to. That was his main point that he was driving home. So, Mm. I mean, I would have a hard time saying that wasn't at the top of the list for just for his core base. You could make the argument that if the immigration crisis hadn't gone down the way it did and if it wasn't simultaneously happening in Europe and like with all the terrorist attacks that were going on at the same time. And it was just a perfect storm how they lined up. Yes. The immigration crisis here, immigration crisis over there. I mean, if that didn't happen, this that entire campaign is completely different. Yeah. Like they're not even talking. They might they might be talking about immigration, but not to the scale that it dominated the campaign that it was. Right. Right. Um, but I, yeah. And I, but I add in Supreme Court because there's a lot of people that were like, yeah, you know, I just it's, it's too important. Like we cannot have Hillary picking two judges. Yes. But I felt like more that that was not Trump's base. Those were people who were conservative. Exactly right. And were just like trying to find a You're right. palatable reason to vote. <laughs> For Donald Trump instead of Hillary Clinton. Yep. So, uh, but yeah, so he, Donald Trump was all like, I'm going to shut down the government. We're going to do it. We all cheered him on. We said it was a great Trump moment. And now this is actually the, the backing out. actual statement from uh, Sarah Huggabee Sanders uh, says, quote, at the end of the day, we don't want to shut the shut down the government. Uh, we want to shut down the border. I mean, that's a good one-liner, but that's not what, what uh, the president said in his press conference. Said he would own it. Right. Um, she also followed up with, "We have." He said, "I'm proud to shut it down." Right. I'm proud to shut it down. I will take the blame. And, <laughs> Just kidding. And that you should. I mean, you should be proud to shut down the government if you're putting the safety and security of the United States on your shoulders. Right. You should be proud. That was right. a good statement. Yes. Um, she followed up with, "We have other ways that we can get to that five billion. Now, do you believe that? Because they would have done that by now, right? Yes. I do not believe that I don't for believe a it second. Either. I don't believe it either. This is a, let's just get to the this is not going to happen. No. I really don't think this is going to happen. Yeah, I mean we've already gone through midterms. You know, it's been it's been it's been almost 2 years now since he's been in office. There's been no progress made on the border wall. So what you're telling me is you had the capability, you had the ability to get this money all along and you've wasted all of this time not doing it. Yeah. That looks even worse for them. I mean, this is terrible optics. You yeah. have to wonder who is advising him on this kind of thing because once he goes in there in front of the cameras and says what he said, you can't back out of that. Any any kind of backing out of that, the optics are way too poor for you to take that risk, especially when you're saying something like, oh, it's fine. We actually have money over here that we haven't used this entire time, but we're going to use it now. Democrats don't give a crap about the safety of the country. No. They don't give a crap that premiums are rising. 
um, for, for health care. They don't give a crap about any of those issues. The only thing they care about is making sure that all the things that Donald Trump ran on, that the GOP ran on during the pre- presidential election, that they don't get any of that done. Correct. And it's a, it's a, they would concede, like, back in 2013, many of the Democrats, including Pelosi, uh, Schumer, they all voted for border fencing and several billions of dollars. There's clips. They all voted for video it. video of Schumer and Pelosi and all of those, especially Schumer, saying, we need a border, you know, we need a border. Yeah. We can't be letting people in who we don't know. That isn't smart policy. We have to protect Americans. And now all of a sudden... They believe these things. Right. Like, really, it's, it's what you said. It's all about optics. They want to stand on the uh, on on the debate stage when the, whoever gets there is running for president. They want to stand there and say, what did this man get you? He promised all of these things. Mm-hmm. He didn't deliver on a single one. That is their agenda for the next two years. Now, I don't know that it works because, you know, if you're looking at the average person who voted for Trump, I'm 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 going to agree with them on, you know, if they if they bring out this big long list and they say he didn't do this, he didn't do this, he didn't do this, you elected a man who was full of empty promises. You should vote for us instead. I I don't see I don't know if that works because I think the average person is still like Okay, he didn't do these things. I agree with you. However, the things that you're proposing we do are far more terrifying than the things that he's not doing. Right. So because they are so extreme and they're saying, well, he didn't he didn't he didn't put a border wall in. They're not going to say, well, we should put a border wall in now. They can't say that because they've already just said we shouldn't do it. So they're saying, well, he didn't put a border wall in. He only gave you a mediocre tax cut. He didn't repeal and replace Obamacare. He didn't do all of these things. But then you go, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then you look over at the other side and they're like, so we should do Medicare for all. We should, you know, do all these things. We should um, uh, bolster the LGBTQ agenda. We should uh, do all, like all of their radical ideas, I think, will still turn people off. I mean, do you see that working? Um... They, I mean, what changes things is how tribal we have now become. So now it's like, I don't know. Before, I would say, no, that would not work. But at this point in time, it seems like people don't really care as long as the other side loses and we win. Yeah. And I don't like, like the Medicare, Medicare for all thing cracks me up because that's the typical socialist uh, or communist, both really, the socialist and communist like response to everything. Like, oh yeah, well don't don't pay attention to Venezuela because they had t- started socialism. They, they just didn't go did far it, enough. Yeah, they just did it they wrong. Go far they didn't enough. go far enough. We Once j- we go far enough, socialism will finally work. It's fine. Don't panic. And they, it's the same thing with our half socialized, you know, uh, Obamacare. We just didn't go full on socialism. Yeah, don't we went half socialism. Once we go right, full on, once we go full yeah. on, it will be fine. Don't panic. Guys, um, Obamacare will get repealed, but not by a GOP government. It will get repealed by a Democrat, a progressive Democrat government when they make a full on push for. Because they want Medicare for all. Yes. Yes. Totally agree. Which, again, (laughs) would be the worst thing. I mean, it's honestly terrifying to me because I, I truly feel like we are not that far away from something like that being implemented. Mm hmm. And once we do that, it's too late. Yeah. Right. I mean, the, the we are almost to the point where I'm like, I don't see how we turn back at this point. I mean, it's it would take several years of just 
a shakeup in that entire industry. You're talking Obamacare. Yes. If they just, even where we're at now, if they just repealed it. And we, I know we talked about this yesterday, but. You need two thirds to do it. Well, right. No, no. But I'm talking about the industry itself. Or is it two, wait, yeah, yeah. Um, sorry. Is, that, is it two thirds or they just need like, I can't remember how many votes. Maybe it's two thirds, but I can't remember how many votes. Anyway, go on. To repeal it? Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I think so. But well, we can look that up over the break. But you, I'm talking about the market. So you're looking at the market. The market has already, um, they spent millions and millions of dollars. Each carrier spent this just having to update their systems, having to train, have all of their, all of the things that they had to do to update their systems to reflect the new Obamacare regulations. Then they'd have to spend millions and millions of dollars more to reverse it and switch it back. And then you're, you know, you're going to have all of these people who were on Obamacare who then have to figure out how they get their their health insurance plans if they choose to buy health insurance. I mean, it would be a giant mess because, you know, I know the talking point that they use is, um, you know, the 17 million people would be out of insurance. So therefore, 17 million people are clearly going to be dying in the streets because they're going to be out, out of insurance. So it would be very interesting even at this point to see how devastating it would be to the industry. Because I, I mean, I, th- I, I know that it would eventually, like it would get to where it needed to get, but it would take some time, I think, uh, to see how it all shakes out. Medicare for all, you, I mean, we're done. We're toast. You can't go back from that. There's no reversing that. Yeah. You don't think? Uh, probably not. I, I, it's gonna, it's so hard when you actually, actually don't do things through executive order and you actually do it the right way and you get it, you know, done through bill. It's extremely hard to, you know, to, to, you know, to, to get over. Why we told them don't pass the dang bill in the first place. Welcome back, uh, Sarah Gonzalez and Jason Buttrell in for Steve Dace, who I'm sure is enjoying some uh, well-deserved time off. I uh, want to address a couple tweets before we get back into it. Massachusetts Redneck wants to know just how short my skirt is if I have to wear a jacket in the studio. Well, Massachusetts Redneck, I will have you know <laughs> it is negative 10 million degrees <laughs> in this radio studio. I could be wearing... Pants with leg warmers and two sh- two long sleeve shirts Ain't on, and I truth. would still need this jacket. Has nothing to do with my skirt. We're screwed because I I'm 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 in the boat in the same boat with you. Is I, I this is too cold for me too. But Pat and Jeffy also use this studio. I know. And well, Jeffy, it's like he'll still be sweating. That's inhuman. <laughs> that's inhuman. He goes into the, to when you do the news on that show. Yeah. And he'll sit down, and we're freezing. Yeah. Like you're bundled like I, up. I literally have to like I'm involuntarily shaking. I'm so cold in there. And he's quite literally sweating yeah, his sweating. makeup off. Yeah. And I'll be that's like, not exaggeration. I'll be that. like, it's too cold, and he's like, oh. I feel Feels like the fire's a hell in here. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. Oh, so it is really cold in here. But the skirt is not too short. Thank it's, you. It's classy. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Stephen wants to remind us, Stephen on Twitter wants to remind us that it is not President Trump's fault that none of this stuff happened that he promised. The blame lies within the pandering Republican House and Senate. Absolutely. I would like to clarify. I think you can probably, uh, you'll probably agree with me here. 
I personally was not saying it was Trump's fault. I'm saying that they blame it on Trump. The optics of saying Trump promised all these things and now you don't have them. Right, I right. mean, we know reasonably, using reason and logic, we know that obviously Trump can't single-handedly do all of the things he was promising. But right. what I'm saying is the average American is going to listen to, to Pelosi and Schumer and all of these Democratic lawmakers saying... Well, he didn't do all these things he promised and everyone's going to buy into it without really thinking things through. And reason and logic is really not the left's strong suit. Who said that? Let's be honest. Who tweeted that? Uh, Stephen Hoft? Hoft? Stephen. I don't know Um, So, Stephen, I I agree with you partly. I I definitely agree that the GOP has sucked. They continue to suck. Um, And when there's a proper third party alternative i am leaving to it i want a party that's fiscally responsible and i would like to have a party that you know is conservative and not just uh you know claims to be a party of uh, conservative values mm-hmm. i like a real one um but it's also we we cannot let uh president trump off the hook here it, we cannot we cannot say it's oh well he was he's it's all just the geo the rest of the gop's fault and that's not true it's it's the president's duty it's one of his responsibilities to to uh to to make sure that his party is going along with his agenda. He has to politic with them. He can't just like stand back and yell at them and and tell everybody else, "Oh, it's all your fault and this is why everybody else sucks and why, you know." No, that that's not part of part of his job is to, you know, you know, massage the clay a little bit and yeah. make sure that, you know, he has to prove his case not only to his party, but he has to prove the case to the to the American people. He's got to convince if, if you don't have some moderate Democrats on your side, it's your job to convince those moderate Democrats that you need to this is a, a, a thing that we are worried about. We need to fix. But let's be honest. It doesn't matter how much President Trump discusses these things, tries to massage it, tries to to convince the, you know, Democratic lawmakers to meet him in the middle. It it wouldn't matter. Would it? I mean, are you saying that there is a certain level of uh, you know, compromise that he could give to the other party for them to finally give him what he wants or even give an inch of what he wants? I'm convinced he he could give them everything in the world and say, if you work with me on this one issue, I will give you all of these things. I mean, didn't I mean, he he offered to uh, compromise with DACA <clears throat> if they would work with him on this. And they said no. So I'm convinced that there is no level of so massaging does... that Trump could do for these people okay, that, so would, that no. would allow them to finally give him anything that he wants. Then throw their tactic right back at him. Say no. And that's what we thought he was doing. Right. That's, now he's right. saying yes. That's what he, thought, that's what he appeared to do. Yeah. If, if, if and you now he's backing down. If he can't massage, then do exactly what we were just cheering him on for, mm-hmm. for standing up to them. And stick to your guns. Say no. Let the government shut down. Let, it's, it's just a political. Do you think all the people that live in D.C. that are that are claiming, oh, this is going to be so horrible on us. Do you think that every single person in D.C. People doesn't have a plan? going to die. I know. Like, they all have a plan for like when the government shuts down. Like this is not a new tactic. This happens like all the time now, yes. it seems like. Yes. They're like, oh my God, another government shutdown. What are we going to do? <laughs> what did we do the last 10 times this happened? Go to a bar and drink Go to beers. A bar. <laughs> we'll, we'll get our next two weeks off vacation. Woo-hoo! Oh, wait. I bet they and don't get drink. back pay. They don't drink beers in D.C. I'm sure they drink like. Cosmos? Yeah, Cosmos and wine. I don't think they, <laughs> they, they, I don't think they drink beers. Johnny Blue. That's, that's what I would do. <laughs> I it just feels that... like a good like congressman's. Uh, drink what is johnny blue that's like johnny walker blue that's like what jerry jones drinks oh, you should know this Sarah oh 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 yeah, well you said johnny walker blue now i know it's it's like that's like a what is it like 500 dollars a bottle or something like that yeah i've never had that someone should send that into the show so we can show 300? that 300 uh, oh it's, it's 300 who said 300 dollars a bottle dude yeah it's like legit wow <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> okay, new life goal: be rich enough to just Johnny Walker buy three hundred dollars bottles of liquor. Oh man! Uh, but no, I mean this. I really, honestly think I. I I want to say this doesn't hurt him long term. I know people are going to oh, be I mad do. right now. I don't think this hurts him long term because this- again, it's like. But even if you look at twenty twenty. You can either vote for the guy who, okay, he didn't get the border wall done, but he at least has said that that's what he wants to do, or you vote for people who want open borders. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I I still would vote for the person who, okay, he didn't get it done, but his main goal is still to protect us versus the people who are like, yeah, but they just want like a better life and more money and they want their family to be more comfortable and they hear that America is really great. So they're going to claim asylum. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that that's, that's the other choice. So to yeah. me, the choice is still clear. Even if he doesn't get this done, I just don't like the way it looks right now. So I, yeah, I'm curious. So he's, he will, he will, this will bite him. I think of any issue at all that he caves on is the wall. If he caves on the wall, does not get that done, or let's say he doesn't get that done, if he doesn't at least make an appearance that he dramatically increased the the border, um, then now screw it. If he doesn't get the wall built, this is going to bite him. It's already made him lose support from some of his diehards, I've noticed. Like a lot of people, like, remember Ann Coulter was like, oh my gosh, like the biggest. But Trump Ann supporter. Coulter's not going to vote for a Democrat instead. No. Like no, she'll still vote. I, I, unless I've, no, unless you're she right. said otherwise, she's still going to vote for him. So that's why I'm saying, like, I still, I don't think people are going to feel good about it necessarily. But I'm, they're still going to vote for him other than a uh, rather than a Democrat who supports all of these open border crazy policies. Right. And this might be even more detrimental because everyone listening to this right now. How many years can you put up with that? How many years can you say, well, crap, I have to vote for the guy that I just because I don't want the other guy to become president or mm-hmm, woman. Mm-hmm. Um, we're sick of that. Yeah. And all these issues that all these promises that are, are starting to add up and they're never delivered on. This is this is pissing people off. Mm-hmm. You want to know where this is headed? I would not be surprised if eventually you see people donning yellow vests and running around the streets of D.C. and every other major metropolitan city in the United States. This is exactly the same thing, the reason why what happened to France. Mm -hmm. Multiple and multiple, multiple things that were promised, nothing was ever delivered on. And when the economy hit, when some kind of radical agenda pushed the economy even further down, in in their case, the climate agenda... Boom, that was the trigger. Yeah. But it started with the same thing we're going that we're going through right now. Well, and and let's talk about that for a second because um, you know, there recently was a poll that was released that talked about the the Democrat front runners for 2020 and um Joe Biden is of course at the good old Uncle Joe is of course at the oh, top. Oh, lunchbox. Lunchbox yes, show. Lunchbo- you always well, middle, me off middle class, Uncle. middle class, show. middle class. That's right. Okay, now I know who you're talking about. No, okay, so oh, Biden, now- the vice president. Yeah, him. <laughs> yeah, Uncle gotcha. Joe, I'm good old board. Uncle Joe. <laughs> Wait, I mean, so he is the the creepy uncle that you have to that you have to withstand over the holidays, right? Because he's always got those pictures of him just creeping on the girls, coming up from behind them, whispering a little too closely in their ear. <laughs> is he supposed so, to be nibbling on my ear? Right. I mean, this is like uncomfortable. I personally like to call him Creepy Uncle Joe. <laughs> but uh, I'll, I'll let uh, you all decide what you want to call him. So he's, of course, at the top. But um, Robert Francis O'Rourke, I almost slipped. I almost slipped and said the B word. Robert Francis O'Rourke uh, is also in the running. Uh, Senator Bernie Sanders is in the running. Um, Cory Booker, Kamala Harris, Elizabeth Warren. That's terrifying to think that one of those people. Now, I know. How far behind are they from Biden? They are. I mean, they're not close. 
Um, it is, of course, still very early in this poll. Was It was only, you know, a, a thousand and 15 adults. So not a huge amount of people. But Biden had 30 percent. Bernie Sanders had 14 percent. O'Rourke had nine. And then uh, Cory Booker had five percent. And let's see, Kamala Harris and Elizabeth Warren uh, both had five percent. I believe so it's you know they're not super close but still Bernie Sanders Bernie Sanders and Bernie Sanders and O'Rourke are the two after after Joe Biden and from my okay so but they're way down the list and and that's kind of like I've got I've got two opinions on this Uh, I think that that's incredibly encouraging for one that we're not that an overwhelming majority are not going for Booker Kamala Harris Bernie Sanders O'Rourke I think that's incredibly encouraging. Do you think it's encouraging that if Joe Biden wanted to run, he would probably like he's scary to me because he would probably have a good chance of winning. I mean, after all, he is Lunchbox Joe. Yeah, he's Lunchbox. He's he's the he's the man of the people. He would absolutely. I mean, it would be a tight race, I think, between uh, uh, President Trump and and Joe Biden. He's likable. Very tight. Very likable. He's likable. He's not radical. He, like he, the others, which is that's the part that's encouraging is that people aren't jumping on this democratic socialist bandwagon in in the in the extremes that I was fearing was happening, but where it's terrifying, especially I mean, really, let's say th- two years passes and we get status quo right now under President Trump, mm-hmm. which basically meaning nothing happened, you know, like all the things that he did. Deli- okay, let, let me roll that back. He has done some th- he has done some good things. He's rolled back regulations to mm-hmm. uh, uh, judges on the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. There's some things that he has done that's good. A lot of lower level judges. Um, but legislation wise, nothing. Legislation wise, nothing except for the tax, but um, a which, mediocre tax cut. Which, of course, again, he obviously can't get done by himself. Correct. We will we'll, uh, we'll concede that. Yes. We'll concede that. And we're just as, you know, actually, I obviously blame Congress more. I'm more mad with Congress for not doing their job. Yeah. But. But if 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 but um but if you have Joe Biden in there, he's basically going to be the same thing as President Trump, but for the Democrats. Yes, but he's he not going to get anything done. Yes, but he will promise that he will be doing all of these things, and they won't sound radical, and people will latch onto it, and they'll vote for him, and then he will have uh you know a progressive Congress who will then go and get all of these other things done. Okay. So I think I'm I'm tracking exactly with you because all like the people that are voting for Bernie Sanders, I think it'll be tightly contested just like it was in this past election between Hillary and Bernie. I think the Bernieites What is going on? And I know it's like some like party it's, out here. They're having a we, they're having a rave out there pretty, but without us. Pretty soon you're not going to be able to contain yourself. I, you're pretty soon you're going to walk out shotgunning a natty light and throwing gold sticks around. I know it did any, any second now. If you, you, you suddenly a, not a, here. Do you have a camera in my house? <laughs> <laughs> How that, do you know what that, I do in my spare a typical time? Typical Saturday night. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so I, yeah, I, I think that uh, the, the all those people that b- voted for Bernie are those are all the young kids. Mm-hmm. All the young mm-hmm. kids are moving in that direction. Mm-hmm. The older people that support Bernie, they they know what communism is. Or the older people that are, uh, are are not voting for Bernie, they remember communism, socialism. Like they they're not stupid. They're like, okay, we're Democrats, we lean left, but we're not crazy, right? But the kids don't remember all that stuff. They don't remember right. Cuba. They don't remember our Soviet Union, all that stuff. And they're not even studying history anymore. They're not even required to study history in all of these college courses. So not only do they not remember it, they don't even have to learn it. Yeah. As if that's not a recipe for disaster. 
So, but, yeah, go ahead. So all of those people that want radical change, all those people that are starting to get towards voting age uh, and that are getting more and more into politics, they want radical change. They want Medicare for all. They want open borders. They want free college tuition. They want a $15 minimum wage. Mm-hmm. They want all these things that Democratic says. I know it's so ridiculous. So um, they want all these things that they're being promised right now by the Democratic Socialists. Now, what happens when uh, Biden, the empty suit, gets nothing done? What happens four years after that election? I mean, he's basically Emmanuel Macron. Mm-hmm. Same types of policies. He believes in the same stuff, climate agenda, all that stuff. He's basically, he's an empty suit that leans left. That's Joe Biden. You're fast forwarding a lot of years right now. I know. But I'm, I, I can't help but think fast forwarding game. like six years. It's, you know, you know why I'm thinking that, but, that way? Well, no, no, no. Hold on. But in, because in six years, if you're talking about six years of progressives in Congress, if that happens... We're already too far gone. I mean, yeah. how do we course correct at that point? But they don't. But they didn't do that well, really, in the midterms. They didn't. You know, like. Crosby no, they o- didn't. No, no, no. They didn't. But I'm. But what I'm saying is, I mean, do you see in 2020, do you see Republicans somehow taking some of that back? I don't. I only no. see I only see more progressives getting in and I only see the Democrats flipping more seats if they're going to vote for if they're going to vote a Democrat in office for president. Yeah, um, I, I tell you what, it'll be worse for us in that in, in Congress if uh, Biden gets elected. Let's say he does beat Trump. It'll be worse for us. It'll be better for us if someone like Bernie Sanders wins, yeah. because then I think we absolutely would would uh, take back the House yeah. and maintain the Senate after that. It just swings so radically both ways. Right. Um, and that's that's a good thing. You know, it, did you see um, speaking of the all of these Democrat frontrunners? Did you see the uh, bill that Elizabeth Warren came out with? She unveiled a new bill. That. Was it to keep the 23andMe results uh, private and uh, uh, not? Uh... She wishes. <laughs> she wishes. She is too far gone for that. Good old, uh, good old Focahontas, uh, Elizabeth Warren, is saying that um, I just, I, oh, I can't with this. Well, you know, it's a big problem that drug prices are high. Yes, on board. So her plan to lower them is uh, to let the government step in. And manufacture certain drugs. Of course. Yes. So the the ones that don't have competition. So generic drugs, uh, things like that. The government would then be in charge of manufacturing them. Um, and determining who actually gets it, right? Uh-huh. The people never mm-hmm. actually take a step back and say, I wonder what the dangers are to this. Yeah. So here, here, yeah, so here is her, here's her quote in her statement. In market after market, competition is dying as a handful of giant companies spend millions to rig the rules, insulate themselves from accountability, and line their pockets at the expense of American families. Are you kidding me? That's big government. She just made a statement about corporations, and it's the exact statement about big government, about what she's trying to do. There is no business that is more slimy and more... um, infested with previous government employees than big pharma like that they have the most incestuous relationship that i have seen big pharma that you've got all of these top executives who are in big pharma who then go and take government jobs and you've got vice versa going on so give me a break elizabeth warren and Hang on a Competition is dying, so let's eliminate all competition. Yes, by giving it all to the government? <laughs> was are that what you were about stupid? to say? <laughs> yes. That's how like, a handful of giant so companies great. spend millions to rig the rules, insulate themselves from accountability. Tell me that's not the government that she's talking about and line their pockets at the expense of American families. She just described the exact governmental body that she works for. 
And she's like, no, we should be in charge of manufacturing these drugs. Are you insane? This is crazy. And further, so again, and um, Stuber Gear pointed this out, and uh, you can follow him on Twitter at World of Stew. But th- this is a, I mean, it's a great point to be made. So <laughs> she's advocating governmental ownership and administration of the means of production. Hmm. What does that sound like? A guy named Carl uh, kind of uh, Carl, first brought Carl, this that's up. ringing a bell. Carl, <laughs> Carl, do you, can you give me a last name? Is there a last name for that? Carl, Max or something? Marks. Oh, Marxism. This is a Marxism. Right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> this is like pure socialism. But I mean, the fact that I can't decide if she's just too stupid and ignorant to understand how hypocritical and ridiculous her statement is, or if she truly believes uh, the crap that she spews. Um, Warren, I believe she just does believe it. You know what I mean? I I, I think the that, same way that she believed that she was Native American. Exactly. Oh um, wait, she is. It's like point <laughs> zero zero one two. Eight five percent, basically less than you and me, probably. <laughs> yeah. um, Some, somehow, <laughs> Elizabeth Warren, I, I think, is a true believer. I, I think that it's hard for socialists to sell it to the American public. That's why they're like their rhetoric comes off weird because they're like, "Wait a minute, how do I try to make this sound not socialist?" You can't really. So they just like say stupid crap and it's easy to call out. The best thing that, for this movement to, to, to ever come is to have someone that's just so moronic that they don't get that this is hard to sell and they just like start spewing stuff they don't know about. Enter Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Cortez. <laughs> I just, I have a little bit of advice for Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. I just need her to shut up. <laughs> Will you please just shut up, Liz? Don't worry, Liz. She says this to me every single day, probably 12 times a day. Shut up, Jason. (laughs) Welcome back. Uh, I have a, I've got a podcast going on in my ear, guys, if. I think there's some something that got crossed. If you could, yeah, manage I, that. I I, 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 I was actually the one that did that. Were you? I was, yeah, I was like, how do I screw with Sarah a wow. little bit more? That's really rude. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm now, I, I am now currently listening to <laughs> Something's Off with Andrew Heaton, which is a great podcast, by the way. You can download it anywhere you get your podcast, but it's a little bit difficult to listen to Andrew Heaton and also do a, a, a different show. Um, but so <laughs> we are going to. I feel like we need a, a little jingle whenever we talk about trump tweets (laughs) it's the trump tweets and so but first i just have to say i died laughing whenever uh whenever i i read the uh the headline (laughs) i can't that real witches are mad at president trump because he keeps using the term witch hunt (laughs) they're legitimately mad they feel offended because we're all offended these days they're mad real witches are like stop using our name that's not what we are it's so stupid it's so 2018 that's so great uh but trump tweeted recently on all of this uh, i believe it was after saturday night live but uh trump just tweeted on it was a couple days ago he said a real scandal is the one-sided coverage hour by hour of networks like nbc and democrat spin machines like saturday night live it is all nothing less than unfair news coverage and dem commercials okay wait 
Do you have any problem with that right there? That's no. true, right? That's true. Totally agree no, with no, that. well, hold on. It's true, but I don't think that they, I mean, Saturday Night Live is not news. We all know that it's not news. That's the only thing that I would say. True, like, but they've been unfair with them. They've been very one Absolutely. Absolutely. It. Now continue. Okay. It is all nothing less than unfair news coverage and dumb commercials should be tested in courts. Can't be legal. Okay, that's only what... defame and belittle. Collusion? <laughs> hold on. I want to read the. Hold on. Hold on. Should be tested in courts. Can't be legal? Question mark. <laughs> only defame and belittle! Exclamation point. Collusion? Question mark. I had no issues at all until those final two uh-huh. or three. Sentences well, because you know, you know, President Trump, he's got to take it to the edge and then just. Dab a toe over. Okay, so I... Just a little bit over. In the president's defense, he knows what he's doing at this point. Oh, yes. He knows what he's doing on social media, knows what he's doing in the news coverage. And he is rallying his everything. base right now, for sure. Exactamundo. And he knows that this is... It, it's legal. He yes. knows this. He knows that it's not collusion. He knows that uh, there's nothing that they can do because there's this little thing in the Constitution called the First Amendment. The what? First Amendment. There's I'm thing. not familiar. Uh, that doesn't surprise me because there's a lot of people <laughs> these days that are... Uh, Trying to but pretend I thought, that it doesn't exist. But I thought that it was um, the First Amendment until I'm offended. Right. Yes. Is that not what it is? No, that's oh. not what it is. Okay. That's what it appears to be <laughs> nowadays, but that's not what it is. You, the, the news, or, news or, even news organizations, CNN, MSNBC, Fox News can be as one side as they want. Mm-hmm. It's all on you to say, hey, that's the news I want to get. You know, the issue, though, and I will go on a slight tangent. Is no, that, is, you? Yeah, just a little bit. Oh, um, the reason why new. MSNBC and Fox News are so popular and dominating the news is because they are not trying to hide the fact that that's the dog in the fight that they support. Like Fox News, conser- or I won't say conservative, uh, they're uh, the GOP. They're GOP. GOP. Yes. So they're going to support and give the news along that side. MSNBC? Hardcore left, but they're not trying to hide it. Now, they're dominating because they've picked a lane. CNN is trying to pretend that they're in the middle of the lane. They're trying to pretend. I'm sorry, Jason. Hold on. I've, I've got to stop you there. Yeah. Are you trying to tell me that Brian Stelter <laughs> is not unbiased? Are you trying? Are you really honestly trying to insinuate right now that people like Brian Stelter and Chris Cuomo, Cuomo. Yeah. are not telling you objective truth yeah, is that what you're that, telling me right now that you might want to break out some of that johnny walker blue to help ease those <laughs> if ease i had pain. pearls i would clutch them right now <laughs> i just can't believe it um uh yeah that's uh, but there's a there's a reason why they're doing they are doing there's not this and this is actually a travesty that jake tapper is not somewhere in the top 10 because I like Jay Tapper. He gives it to both sides. He needs to be at either MSNBC or Fox News. He'd get so much more exposure yes, I that agree. way. I but love Jake Tapper. I don't I, think, I, he's like my journalist crush. He's yeah, I, I just like, love Jake Tapper. And does he always do things perfectly? No. no. No, but he gets both sides mad at him, which means he's doing his job. I right. mean, to me, I'm like, if you get this side mad at you this week and this side mad at you that week, like it's because you're trying to be objective. Yeah. Because you wouldn't do that if you were just constantly biased and only one-sided. The other side would always be mad at you. And that's not the case. So, um, but... Circling back around. Yeah. Uh, Where did we leave off after we went on that tangent? I I do think it it is a slippery slope. And I I understand the frustration. um, Because, you know, you're saying... Okay, they can be biased and you can choose not to watch them or choose to find another source Mm -hmm. where I will say I do understand the concern is 
if we get to a point where it's like, well, we can't find a source that actually gives us the real news. You know what I mean? I don't think that we're, we obviously aren't at that point right now because we have Blaze TV, which uh, you should be watching at uh, blazetv.com. But, you know, I mean, it seriously, I can see this going down the road. It is, a, I can see the slippery slope. I can see the concern. I can see that it's like, okay, but if we're only inundated with all of these sources that only give us biased, non-factual, you know, uh, news, how do we find something? And I know now it's the internet, you know, it's the internet age. So we can go on and we can read, you know, whatever we want, Al Jazeera or, you know, whatever we, th- we believe to be objective, BBC, whatever you guys believe to be objective. But I do see the slippery slope concern. <clears throat> I do. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely. You, I, I can see that turning into a disaster, but True. he, you know, I, again, I don't think he's, I think this is just a, let's see, what time is it when he tweeted? 7.58 a.m. I thought it was maybe more of like a 4 a.m. tweet. This <laughs> seems more of like a 4 a.m. tweet than a than an 8 a.m. tweet. But I do think that it's all talk. But he does say some things about freedom of the press that make me just as a, you know, as a, as a reporter, a little bit nervous, a little bit nervous, um, you know, when he, when he calls for, for a legal cases like this, I'm like, you can't be threatening to take away their credentials or, you know, battle them in court because they've they're they don't like you. You know, I mean, you, you can't you can't get to a place where you're doing that. So but until he actually goes through those steps to do it, to go to court for this, whatever, it's a tweet like you. I've learned to stop paying attention to his tweets or stop reading into his tweets a long yeah, time ago. Now, just to be just to be a. Uh... Just to be clear, you're not referencing the Acosta stuff, are you? When you said just because they don't like you or whatever, you can't threaten their credentials? No, I'm not referencing the Acosta thing because CNN had a hundred other people who had White House credentials. You you don't have a right as an individual to White House credentials just because you work for an organization. Like, okay, where's my White House credentials? I want White House credentials. So no, I'm not not referencing Jim Acosta. I'm saying... Um, he has in the past tweeted out things. I think it was NBC at the time that he had said he, he used the entire organization as an example and said, you know, that he did, he thought that they should go to court to get their credentials taken away. And he was referencing the entire network. That's something that I have a problem with, but Jim Acosta, I can't even say on air where I think Jim Acosta should go. He, that you don't have a right as an individual to white house press credentials. Yeah. Just to clarify. Um, but Dan Crenshaw, Dan Crenshaw came out uh, and said he is just so solid. I've he is so rock solid. I've developed a man crush. I Have think. you? By this point, it's very manly of you to admit that. Uh, yeah, I've I've developed a man crush. And, I've um, developed a, a. I guess it's just a crush. That's <laughs> just straight up. <laughs> um, yeah, he uh, he tweeted out like when was he tweeted this out? What? Oh, later at later that evening. Mm-hmm. It looks like. But um, for those that don't know Dan Crenshaw, I'm sure you do, but he's the uh, newly elected or congressman elect. The one with the Texas, eye patch. One with the eye patch, former SEAL. Um, he's just he's just always so solid. Yes. Like every time, like I remember, what was he on MSNBC? And he was basically the lone dissenting voice yes, at the table. Yes, that was so good. Fending off attacks. You know, it was like so great. And he, the, the big thing that I liked about it, he, he was just like, he was disputing the hyperbolic, you know, yep. nature of all their everything they were saying. 
Like yeah. like the the type of stuff like Armageddon, dying in the streets. What, like, it, what what was it that they were talking about? They, I think it was around up. Acosta, and and they were oh they were saying that's right it were, was, and they were saying that Trump was threatening freedom of the press. Exactly, and he was yeah. like, yeah, I mean that's not really what's happening. Yeah, guys. and then they go, he's under attack, and they're like, yes. no, he's not. Yeah, I've like, been under attack. Yes. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've literally been under attack. This is not what that is. Um. So anyway, so this guy is pretty much a bad a. And uh, he said uh, he tweets back and he says or quote tweets Trump and says, yes, the media deliberately misleads and spins. It's legal and it needs to remain legal. The First Amendment is the backbone of American exceptionalism. Exactly. Exactly right. Exactly right. Um, The only thing is that, yeah, uh, he's right. I think. and, And Trump knows this, I believe. I think that he just knows what whips people into a frenzy. Right. And everybody this all the people that hate Trump hate exactly what he said. All the people that are in, the tr- in Trump's corner and anyone actually that's thinking even remotely rational knows that the media is biased towards him. Mm-hmm. Everyone. You can concede that even if you're in the far tribal group of the far left. I mean, you they, know that they're <laughs> biased against him. They can't. But they can't admit that. As like. Uh, but maybe they won't admit it in public, but they must know it. I mean, I, I've had I've had a, a family member argue with me before that. Let me say they go, well, yeah, but Fox News. Yeah, That's well, the, they but they don't even say but Fox News. They say no, Fox News is biased, and I'm like, well, what are you watching? CNN, and you don't think that they're biased? No. <laughs> I'm telling you, like they they are so far gone. They are so brainwashed. People that don't think Fox, they don't, see, they do not see it. People that don't think CNN is biased are literally just being fed their like slogans of, "Oh, we're the people in the middle. We're just we're just the factual news organization." I, like, I know, and re- I'm like, so you think <laughs> that it's um, there's nothing more going on in the news today than Trump tweeting because that's all they talk about. Yeah. That's all they talk about. They talk about Trump tweeting and then they talk about Trump's reaction to someone else's reaction about what he tweeted. That's literally all that they talk about. So I'm like, okay, so you think that there's nothing else going on in the world other than Trump tweets because that's what you're watching on CNN. What's crazy is if he would just stop tweeting, like you're not supposed to know what every single thought that goes through someone's mind. You're not supposed to know that. You're not? I'm, no. I'm so glad my, my, my wife can't read my mind because I would be in big time trouble. You know what I mean? But you're not supposed Ooh, to know why, those things. Jason? Why? You're not Tell supposed us. to know those things. Like, you know, like I want to know now. Or like, you know, when you walk in and something's not the way it's supposed to be, and you're like, you know, you think one thing and then you smile and go, That's okay, baby. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's what you're supposed to hear. You know what I mean? Um, if he would just tweet out that's okay, no baby. No one would be married. All the time. No one would be married <laughs> if we had just a stream of consciousness microphone going on all the time. But I mean, I bet you even if uh, Ronald Reagan had Twitter access, there'd be some things in there where you're like, ooh, I wish you wouldn't have said that, Ron. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? mean yeah like if he tweeted everything on his mind even him even calvin coolidge back in the day you know what i mean yeah. like ooh, don't i just say that dude yeah. no i don't think we're ever gonna have a president though that's going to use twitter the way that donald trump is using twitter i don't know it's so powerful you know it's like it is but it can be i mean it can hurt you too you know i mean he's getting a lot of blowback for for tweeting everything that he tweets all the time and not that he cares but i'm just saying and that's kind of the it's that's what's kind of so genius about it like he's 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 saying that the the media rightfully so is biased against him so he's like screw it i'm bypassing it i'm going to be my own media yeah. outlet 
with you know through Twitter. So if they won't listen to me and tell that I'm going to tell you the truth straight from me, straight through Twitter. That's how. That's the power of social media. Yeah, I mean, but then you get real witches mad at you <laughs> <laughs> for talking about witch hunts. So if you don't, if you can't have the witches in your corner, can you really win an election? Is what I want to know. That's important. Uh, no, but Dan, Dan Crenshaw. Oh man, I hope that he keeps this solid uh, track because. I mean, I know he's new to the game, but and I don't want to overstep, but I'm just saying I would love to see him skyrocket. Yeah, I would love to see him skyrocket to the top. I would, too. He's like I said, he's just so level headed. He's just so, so very like he's not hyperbolic. He's mm-hmm. just like, you know, he, he analyzes something for the way it is. He's not going to like overstate things. And, right. But I mean, that doesn't typically doesn't play too well in Washington. Yeah, typically. So if someone's, you know, going against the grain. I don't know. You usually see take Ted Cruz for instance. He was the ultimate maverick. He went against the grain. His final Ted coup de grace was screwed himself. You know, at the at at the member there uh at the at the RNC. I was there. I was Were you at the RNC? I was there. No way. Yes, what, I was there. Was anybody clapping there? Cuz I didn't see it from the TV. Yes. Some people were clapping. Yes. Like yes. a large amount of people were? Yes. Okay, that's but, cool. But I will say there was there, it was super scandalous because uh, there were um, delegates who were trying to, you know, they had their votes that they wanted to do and they were trying to rally their fellow delegates to change their vote. To and Cruz? They, they, well, um, no, ju- like just maybe, but just not for Trump. And um, I wrote a story about it. I'll have to pull it back up because I interviewed this girl who was a delegate and she was like, yeah, I was trying to talk to them about it. And a big dude in a suit came and kind of manhandled her out of the floor so that she couldn't. They were trying to call for roll calls and stuff like that. And they yeah. were they went once they heard the roll call, they were like, "Nope, you got to go." And they these these big brawny guys pushed them out. It was yeah. it was super scandalous. So but, that's funky. But I, yeah, but back to Ted Cruz. Yeah, he did get some claps in there. I don't, you know, I don't support any kind of like uh, some kind of or some time some kind of attempt to try and like make uh, delegates vote against what the people voted for. I don't support that at all. Um, I, but if it's in the rules, I mean, if they're not breaking the rules, I'm not no, saying no, you no. have to support it. But I mean, if they if it's in the rules and they're following the rules and they're doing something that the rules allow them to do, should they be silenced or? pushed off the floor i i I think they should do whatever the voters have given them the mandate to do yeah um i just don't support that like it leads to bad things happening a la france Mm -hmm. um that's the type of crap that happens in france um but i mean but the ted cruz thing i was like i was so like if you like the guy or not because there's a lot of people listening right now that probably don't like him Mm -hmm. i respected the fact that he was several different reasons yeah i respect the fact that he was a conservative and he was standing by his guns and if he was not going to win i didn't really care at that point i just wanted someone that was conservative fiscal i mean all kinds of everything we believe in that someone would say look this is conservatism this is GOPism. Right. I'm conservative. Right. You voted for GOPism. That's fine because there's other issues, and albeit legitimate issues that you're mm-hmm. worried about. Mm-hmm. I get that. Yeah. But I don't support this president because this is what these are my principles. I was like up off my couch yeah. cheering him on. I know. A lot of people were. But, <laughs> but then he changed. 
It's like his balls suddenly just disappeared. I'm like, where'd yeah. they go, bro? Yeah. yeah. Like that you want to talk about shooting yourself in the foot. I think no one in politics has done it better than Ted Cruz because he art he said vote he went out there, he took a stand, he said, vote your conscience. He riled all of you know his people up and all of the people who were who had concerns about President Trump. And they were like, Yes, this is my guy. And the other side, all of the Trump base were like screw you Ted Cruz and then he went to the other side and once he went to the other side all of the people who he had just rallied up were like no not a fan of you anymore but the Trump base didn't accept him because they were like well we're never forgiving you for all of the things that you said so that's fine he screwed himself because now he has both sides against him yeah well he just lost me I think I said the other day when he voted for the farm bill yeah like now now if you can't even are I, you gonna go into another I get no another I, won't. I, I promise I won't I promise <laughs> but I, I get that you caved uh, to get elected right. you know what I mean because right. you were worried about that right. although I'm not happy about you caving because you got elected um, but I am caving, I, but I am just completely disowning him for now not even supporting conservative principles. When you can't back Mike, when you can't get in the corner of Mike Lee and Rand Paul, then whose side are you on? Yeah. You're, you're, it's GOP, TOs, GOPism, not conservatism. But where was I going? Oh, okay. So, so Mavericks don't last long in right. DC. Right. Eventually they get turned. Now, Dan Crenshaw, I hope. You can stay the course. I hope that you can hold on to that. It's going to be a test with the more um, of the spotlight that you get. It's just it's going to be tough. But I think he definitely has the guts to do it. It's just going to be hard. Would you say that John McCain uh, was able to maintain his maverick status his entirety, <laughs> his entire time through? John McCain's Congress. maverick status. I felt like he was just. I'm not saying did did you appreciate his maverick status at times. <laughs> I'm saying do you feel like he did a good job of maintaining that? I do. He kept especially because s- I kept getting mad at him. Yeah. So I was like, okay, maverick, blah blah blah, whatever. Just vote how I want you to vote. He kept the status, but it's like stupid. Like you know, it's like the person that always has like like it was he was do it was like he was doing it just because that was his. I'm a maverick. Reputation. Yep. Right. It's like the guy that like you always get into a sports argument with and he always takes the opposing controversial side <laughs> just because it's a controversial and opposes your side. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Those yeah. are typically called ex-spouses if you, you know, <laughs> if you're not married anymore. <laughs> that's typically how that, what that leads to. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like <clears throat> that's I, I definitely no think, comment. I think he stayed. <laughs> <laughs> I think he stayed true to that. It, it was just very, very irritating. Like yeah. he pointed out. Uh, so we have a question on Twitter. Hit me. Is the because we were talking about bias in media, and I would like I would like to clarify this. Uh, is the Blaze unbiased? So I'm going to give my answer. Yeah. I'll, I want to see if it's similar to your answer. Yep, it's easy. But what I'll, I first. right what I what I meant when I said that you know you have alternative sources of media, you don't have to go to the bias mainstream media. It's very clear that we're all conservative here, yeah. right? Like, it's very clear. However, we give the the actual story with the facts, and we don't present it with a spin. We give the actual facts of the story, and then let the viewer or the listener decide how they feel about it. But we also have feelings about it, and we express those feelings about it. But we're not presenting the story. It's all in the presentation. We're not presenting the story in a slanted way where you omit certain facts and you know you but you only focus on one thing to give the actual narrative a certain spin we don't do that we present the factual case the, the you know the facts of the news and then you can decide however you want about it we're going to give our opinion 
You may like it. You may not. I don't know. But it's unbiased in the presentation of the facts. What yes. do you think? I completely agree. We're not claiming to be a non-political binary. Correct. We're, we are con- a conservative network. Um, but we are, like, as I say, like when I say non-political binary, we're not claiming to be CNN, which is basically what they're claiming to be. Right. But everyone knows. No, no, no. We know you're biased right. toward this. Right. So we are a conservative network. Yes. But we are not also, it's, it's different in the fact that we're not like MSNBC where we're not going to accept anybody else's po- uh, opposing point of view. Right. We're not going to spin something to make it look like this is bad just because it's the spin. Mm-hmm. We're going to give you a very honest um, analysis on why, look, we believe in these principles. This is why we believe in these principles. We're not going to try and change uh, the facts to all, you know, to make it seem like something else is different just because it's a different viewpoint of ours. Right. We welcome other voices. We right. want other voices in here. We've had we've had liberal people, Democrats that have worked here, mm-hmm. and we all I I, I have one. They, sits, I mean, they work. Yeah, they work here right now. <laughs> right now, one sits right across from me. Yeah. And the the environment. Oh, how does it make you feel as a, to have a liberal in your airspace? Scary. It's scary. Do you need yeah. Do you need a safe space? I need some space spaces, and it's scary. Okay. This is this this is why the environment here is so great. Uh, we have these uh, in, not intense we have these really in depth conversations all the time. Yep. But we respect each other, yes. and both of us learn something every time we have it. That's the type of network we are. Yeah, we're not hiding the fact that we're conservative, but we respect the people on the other side, and we both come a- a- away from uh, conversations with more respect. Uh, Typically, unless they're totally off the uh, off the handle, yeah, they, they don't show us respect, right? Stuff, well, and and I mean, here's a great example: is uh, Andrew Heaton, yes, who again, <clears throat> something's off with Andrew Heaton. You can uh, get it wherever you find your podcast, and you can get it at the Blaze TV. But you know, he comes on the the news and why it matters um, frequently, and he'll say so, he's very libertarian. Like when I say very libertarian, you, you disagree, Chris? Well, okay, hold hold on. Libertarian, hold on. Chris Cruz is Chris Cruz is libertarian left leaning, I would say. Yeah. Libertarian yeah, left leaning. Yeah. Okay. Um but point is, he is not what you would call conservative. He advocates uh, a much more lax immigration policy um than we would we would appreciate. Um I I think I want to say that he Chris maybe you can nod what he's for some abortion. Right. Or do you know? Ooh, I don't remember about that one. OK, I, I know. I know. But, cli- cli- like he does uh, support like certain climate agendas and, uh, and gun control. control. Uh, yes. Yeah, some gun control. It's not things that I would say ever. Right. But but we have the conversation. Yes. We sit at a table <laughs> together and we discuss it. And when he says what his opinion is, we don't go, well, that's stupid, Andrew. Right. We're like. Okay, so tell us more. Why it, do you why do you think that? And, and it we makes have a com- respectful conversation of a very lively civil uh, you know, debate, if you will. And off air, whenever we finish, he's like, Wow, I really enjoyed that conversation. I feel like I learned some things and you know, that, that was a really good conversation to have. And it was so much more in depth of a conversation. It wasn't just a bunch of a big dinner party where everybody agrees with each other. Yeah. When you can actually sit down and like and not necessarily agree with them, but listen to them, respect them and can see that, hey, I learned something there. Right. Because I know he would th- say this. He's told me personally, hey, I learned something. from yes. that. Like, yeah. Hey, brother, I did, too. So yeah. thanks a lot. Yeah. Where is the, the country is not like that anymore. Yeah. But that's the network we're trying to build. Right. Uh, so, again, Blaze TV, for anyone watching this on, on regular television, Blaze TV. I even have a promo code you can use, News Christmas, what? and get uh, $20 off of a, a yearly subscription. 
I want to really quickly talk about Merriam-Webster's Word of the Year. They came out with their Word of Ooh, the Year. Can I take a guess first? Yeah, that's why I was going to ask if you've seen it. I'm going to, no, I have not. I'm going to guess dog whistle. That's well. First of all, Jason, that's Gas, two words. Gaslight. That's, okay, uh, that's a I guess that's word. one word. Is do, is, does dog whistle have a hyphen? Because if not, that's two words, not one. Uh, no. So they said that the the word of the year is justice. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I I totally get that. Justice. And the, now the article that I was reading was from People, and the headline is speaking of bias in media. The headline is. Merriam-Webster announces 2018 Word of the Year, and it's a low-key dig at President Trump. So, and this is how they got there. So it says... Wait, who's this? Who said this? People. People. This year's news had many stories involving the division within the executive branch of government responsible for the enforcement of laws. That was, that was, part, that was their intro to why justice was the word of the year. Uh, Justice has varied meanings that do a lot of work in the language, meanings that range from the technical and legal to the lofty and philosophical. For many reasons and for many meanings, one thing's for sure, justice has been on the minds of many people in 2018. Uh, So, but... This year's news had many stories involving the division within the executive branch of government responsible for the enforcement of laws. That's that's their opener there. Because if I were writing it, I might think more along the lines of there was a Supreme Court uh, nominee who had his entire name slung through the mud. And thankfully, after all of that, justice prevailed. Yeah. I wouldn't go straight to the to the executive branch of government. That's not where I would have gone either. I was thinking when you said that, I was thinking because social justice has been pushed so hard. Right, like right. That's it's kind of funny the way like I depending know. on which side you are. I know. Like where your thinking automatically goes. Yeah. So <laughs> and then nationalism was another top I, top yeah. search or top term. Wait, wait, yeah. How are they compiling this? This is people Google searching these these and then. No, uh, or look it up on the online dictionary? Or? Yeah, maybe. Who's looking up justice on the dictionary? Yeah, that's true. I, this is fake news. Like, how are they compiling this? That makes no sense. We'll look into that. They're we'll making that up. Uh, Chief researcher, Jason yeah, Buttrell. Yeah, okay, I'm on right it. on top of that. But so searches for nationalism, the term nationalism spiked 8,000% uh, after President Trump used the term at a rally in Texas. And of course, he said, I'm a nationalist. There's nothing wrong with that. You can use that word. I agree with him there. Sure. Yeah, but it, I absolutely agree with him there. Now, to the extent that you use the term the way that it's meant to, you know, the for its original uh, definition. Geographically, it matters. Big yes. Time. You yes. can't say that in Europe, but you can say that here in the United right, States. Right. 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 So it, it's you're it's OK to be proud of being from the United States. It's OK to be proud of your nation, um, you know, it, to use it in that sense. That's fine. But. <laughs> One of the other terms was lodestar. Lodestar. Do you remember that? Oh, that sounds familiar. So, oh, oh no, no, that that was that Kim Jong Un. No, it was. Remember the New York Times op-ed, the anonymous New York. <gasps> oh yes, yes, yes. <laughs> they were trying to figure out who wrote the uh, the letter. That's yeah. right, the insider. Yeah. So because it, apparently it's one of Mike Pence's favorite words, <laughs> yeah. and the word appeared in the anonymous op-ed, <laughs> allegedly oh, written by a senior White House official. So everyone was going through all of Mike Pence's previous. Um, writings and speeches and stuff like that and they were like he's used the word lodestar before it's him all three of these words were in some way negative to the trump administration you notice that yes 
This is crap. I know. This is crap. I know. What a bunch of liberal crap. I know. Uh, and then I guess. <laughs> Let me guess. The fourth one's going to be the same. Well, uh, yes. Uh, feckless. When was that used? Samantha B. Remember, she called um, Ivanka a feckless C word. Ah. So that, again, I mean, you, you know, it's Ivanka. So you could say that it's another dig. All at, the at words President are Trump. connected in some way to the Trump administration. Are you kidding me? Well, that's but that's who we've become. That's who we've become in 2018. Stupid. Speaking Stupid. of who we've become in 2018. Oh, boy. We're going to get your blood boiling with this. Uh, this next story after the break. Oh, is this the one? Oh, my gosh. We might get violent. Straight up child abuse going on. Straight up. Yeah. Child abuse going on. I can't wait to get into it. I don't know how we're not going to get fined. We got to be careful. Yeah, I, we'll probably just cuss. Uh, Chris, get on the dump button because you're going to have to be all over that bad boy. Yes, you should be uh, following Steve Dace on Twitter. You should also be following Sarah Gonzalez on Twitter. That is at Sarah Gonzalez TX. You should also be following Jason Buttrell on yeah. Twitter. That is, it's at Jason Buttrell, right? It is, yeah. Uh, so You're like the only one that says my last name correctly. I, I, I highly welcome. appreciate that. You're welcome. Well, <laughs> now that you said you appreciated it, you know I have to say it wrong. Yeah, but I'm going to be Buttrell tonight on the News <laughs> and Why It Matters. Uh, by the way, thanks for the plug, Jason. The News <laughs> and Why It Matters on your television screens every day at 530 Central. So tune in if you are not already. All right. I need to make sure that everyone has taken their Xanax. Have you taken their, your, I know it's, uh, you know, it's 1230, 130, maybe where you are. It's past noon. So it's time for a drink. <laughs> You're going to need a drink to get through this story. By that, she means Natty Light, which is. A, Obviously. Natty Light, you should, really should endorse, uh, you know, get some kind of spot here on all of Sarah's shows. This this segment brought to you by, by Natty Light. Na- and not even natural. We're not even using the real name Natural Light. We're just using the slang Natty Light. So, we have discussed before this little boy named um what is it? Desmond is amazing. I believe that's his that's his stage name. I was about to say I don't think that that's like his his stage name. That's almost his stage science, name. It's a scientific name. It's a scientific name. It's his stage name, name because, listen, he's he is a performer. He is on the stage as a performer. He is 11 years old, and he has been a performer since he was, what, six, nine, six. something like that. Something. He was incredibly young, uh, but now he's 11, and he is turning some heads uh, Jason, do you think we should just play the video now or would you like to add anything in before I, we, I don't think we can properly describe this. I, I hope I you're watching. We... Yeah. Let's, yeah, let's play it. I think that's probably better. Okay, great. So this is a biological male dressing up, uh, as a female with a wig at a drag club. Yes, he is quite so funny. Oh, look, there are dollar bills being thrown in him. You have to be kidding me. This is, in a skimpy this little is, shirt. This is not a drag club, I don't think, right? It's a gay bar. It's a gay bar. I'm sorry. Excuse it's me. It's a gay bar. gay bar. Yes. At getting dollar bills thrown at him. 11 An 11-year-old boy. 11-year-old boy. Who is boy, dressed up as a girl. Dressed up as a girl who does this. He's a, he's, he dresses mm. up in drag a lot. Mm. 
at a mm. gay bar dancing, mm. and he's getting dollar bill tips from thrown at him. Men from men, eleven years him. old, getting dollar bills thrown at him from men. Where are his parents? Oh wait, they're loving it. They're soaking this up. They think it's beautiful that their little boy is being sexualized in front of a bunch of grown men who are taking this video. And what do you think they're going to do when they go home? What do you think they're going to do with that video when they go home? And these parents are totally fine with that. That is child abuse. This kid, the 11 year old boy, he, I can't imagine how confused he's going to be when he actually wakes up to his actual sexuality. When he hits puberty and realizes, actually realizes their difference, not being conditioned. He's been conditioned since he was six years old. Yeah, this is the parents. Six. This is the parents. This is absolutely the parents. No kid that young is, <clears throat> is like, oh, I think I want to be a girl now. That doesn't happen without someone putting the idea in their head. And this, and this act of... And hold on, it's the parents' <clears throat> responsibility to then, even if the kid were to come to them and say, well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a girl. No, would I want to be a girl? It's the parents' responsibility to say, well, sweetheart, you're not you're a boy and you're perfect just the way you are or whatever however you want to swing it to make sure that they understand that you can't change that and this act of throwing the uh the tips at this little boy in the strip club i personally never been to a strip club ever in my life but jeffy told me all about what happens at these strip clubs when they do go to them and throw nice cover and throw nice cover and what uh, he told Mrs. me Mrs. Buttrell as long <laughs> as you're listening <laughs> that what? he's never been he swears so what Jeffy Fisher told me <laughs> is that when you throw tips at a someone up there on the stripper stage that's highly disrespectful in fact you would get kicked out probably of a strip club if you threw a tip at a stripper Jeffy yeah, personally to, saw it happen not really? me but he per, he personally <laughs> saw a person get kicked out. I think it was actually someone in their group when they were deployed to that military base. Jeffy was deployed? In that, yeah, at that military base. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know um, that about when, when, he, when he was in the Marines back in the day. Wow, Jeffy. He, he was with his entire platoon and somebody... He was able to pass that physical test to Yeah, I mean, he, was in, he was in dang good shape back in the wow. day. Wow. But what, somebody in his platoon threw a tip at a, at a stripper and they got kicked out for being so disrespectful. So that's a highly disrespectful act. Highly disrespectful. Now, check this out, Sarah. Um, the media praises this, right? They praise this little boy for doing this. They praise the children for being so progressive that they are willing to encourage this behavior in, in an adolescent child that doesn't even know what sexuality is yet. Now, for one second, I want to know if you think that the media's reaction would be any different if that was a little girl up on that stage. Absolutely. A little girl on would that say, stage. Throw her parents in jail because throw in jail. Yes, because that is um sexualizing her. She is not old enough to give consent for any of this. I mean, obviously they're not sexually assaulting her, him, whoever, but they would make that same argument for this poor child being Put on this stage to have men throwing money at her. Absolutely. Holy hellfire would rain Absolutely. down. And not only that, but everybody that covered this story, everyone that praised this, they would be like, we they would be contacting the FCC and saying, I want this network taken off the air. If if this the only difference being if that was a little girl. Yes. If that was a little girl, holy hellfire. But because it's so it's a boy dressed in drag, it's brave all of a sudden. This is total bull. I almost made you hit that dumb button. <laughs> this is crap. I cannot believe Look at that picture. This. Look at that picture. This poor little boy is there. They are messing with his. He's got makeup all over his face. 
People talk about um, the amount of makeup I wear. He's wearing way more makeup than me, and he's an 11-year-old boy. What, like, what are we doing to our children? This boy, when he grows up, we had a conversation off-air about that, and I don't think I'm going to say exactly what I said to you off-air, but I will say, can you imagine this boy, the amount of mental problems he's going to have when he's... 21, 22 years old. He's trying to figure out what to do with his life. He's trying to figure out why he has these weird, you know, tendencies that he can't really explain or understand because he's been brainwashed his entire life and he's been exploited his entire life. Can you imagine how many problems he is going to have as a young adult? I don't know how he overcomes them. And that's the second stage. Think about when he actually hits puberty. Yeah. I mean, really, like if he when he hits puberty and it doesn't go the way they think it's going to go which is highly possible because he's not to that point yet. What if it goes the other way? How does he feel then? Yeah. He's go- literally going to have to deny his feelings because he's going to like, well, I've been raised to be this way. Mm-hmm. But and it I'm doesn't sure matter. He won't want to upset his parents who have conditioned him to conditioned do this. Conditioned him since he was six. Mm-hmm. Six. Mm-hmm. Why? Probably because he put on mom's high heels and his stupid parents thought that was something different. No, I'm sorry. Every little boy walks around his mommy's high heels. Right. They all do it. Thank you. That's they all what, do it. I just said that yesterday. They all do it. I was th- like... And someone said, I've never done that. I've never asked to put on makeup and I've never worn my mom's high heels. And I'm like, okay, fine. Then you're like the the 0.1% of the population who hasn't done that. But ask your mom just to be sure. Because sure. your mom may tell you a different story. And, and it you means nothing. No, you, you can nothing. act all like male, like macho if you want to. But it means if you did, it means nothing. I mean, you also probably threw on a cape and grabbed a Captain America shield and ran through the neighborhood thinking you were a superhero. Yes, but that's, you did the, them both. that's the point is that kids are curious and they're supposed to be curious. And it is our responsibility as parents to explain to them what is true and what is not true. What is a scientific fact and what is not a scientific fact? That is our jobs as parents. But obviously kids are like they're supposed to be curious. I, I, it is my firm belief that God designed them this way so that we would have the opportunity to make sure that they are taught important life lessons like that. A boy is a boy and a girl is a girl. Do you have. OK, uh, check, check, check your pants. Do you have a penis? Then you're a boy. If you don't, then you're a girl. Other than, let me just say, the small, tiny percentage of the population who biologically actually are born with both parts. I understand that that that's a. Th- I understand that that's a thing. <laughs> I understand that that's a thing. But other than that, it is our responsibility. That I mean, kids are curious. That's fine. We should a we shouldn't shame them for it. But B, we shouldn't just give in to what they're saying. That's bad parenting. Yeah. That's child abuse to condition your child to think that way. Yeah. We have, we, <laughs> I'm getting shamed right now for being so sexist as to say that, that science should matter. We're told by the left that it matters everywhere else, doesn't it? We've, but we've It t- matters when they talk about global warming and we're all going to die from global warming. I don't know how we're here right now. I don't know how it got so cold in this room because no amount of AC should be able to combat the global warming <laughs> that is going on in this world right now. And we should believe it because science speaks for itself and the science is settled. Well, I'm pretty sure the science was settled a long time ago that uh, your DNA determines whether you're a boy or a girl. Earlier this morning, Glenn had uh, Allie Stuckey, who's also in the uh, Blaze TV family. And um, she had, I don't remember if it was a video or an article she wrote recently, but she was talking about, you know, and we, and we were talking about this yesterday, about how if you take these all the way out to finality, how ridiculous they are. And she was saying, look, if, if you truly, you know, if you can rationalize to yourself that science doesn't exist 
and that, uh, you know, uh, men can be women, women can be men. Then you can also identify as, you know, I, I can be a uh, I can be a 40 year old man, but I can identify as a 12 year old boy because I want to be a pedophile. Right. You know, you can you, you right. can you it, that the rules are the same. Mm-hmm. I can identify that. And that makes this even more ridiculous. Like when we live in this world of relativism where everything what truth does not matter. It's just relative to what you believe. That, that, that's what we're living in right now. Mm-hmm. That's what you're seeing with this kid right there. And all those other pe- people that were throwing uh, dollar bills. Who's to say they're not right at that moment, you know, they're identifying as 11 year old kids and they're like, yeah, you know what I mean? And sexualizing this kid. I mean, that's what that's where this is eventually going. Can you imagine how screwed up these parents must be to not care about that? Because I and maybe this is just me as a mom being an overprotective mother. I don't know. But as a mother, I am very um, aware that. Any kind of picture that I put of my son on social media or, you know, the Internet itself, it's like, I mean, it, it could be seen by some weird pedophile, you know, child predator and used in ways that make me sick to my stomach. So I'm always very careful what I put online on the Internet with my son in it. I mean, now you have these parents who are taking their son to a gay bar to dance for a bunch of gay men and throw dollar bills at them. I mean, I, I guess I understand that usually they have these policies that you're not supposed to bring cameras in. You're not supposed to, you know, take your phones out. Maybe they maybe they take your phone at the door, whatever it may be. But you've got to you. You have got to plan for the idea that someone is going to break that rule and take these pictures and use them for purposes that should turn your stomach. So the fact that this is not horrifying enough and sickening enough for his parents to say, maybe that's a step too far. Maybe we should have just been fine with the whole performing as a drag queen on the Today Show or whatever else he has done in the past. Maybe they should have thought to themselves, yeah, we're actually setting him up to be sexualized by a bunch of... uh, grown men and that's probably not a good thing for him nah. like how sick do these parents have to be they're not and they're not going to get called out on it they're just they're just getting they're getting called brave sarah that that's what that's all they're reading right now they've been they've been reading this since he was six years old that they're brave for doing this and, so they're going to double down on and it. this is a this is a a club i was just told by chris cruz from in brooklyn can you imagine can you imagine the types of things that were going on in that club the types of things that were being said in that club while this little boy was performing. These parents should be, this is child abuse. They should be put in jail. Yeah. In jail. Uh, There was another story just talking about how crazy we're going right now um, when it comes to the LGBTQIZ quilt bag 2AY. I always forget that I always forget one of the words and I'm going to upset upset the the (laughs) non-binary trans, uh, sheep, goat, whatever it is. But um, really quickly, I do want to say... Sheep, goat? Was that one animal? Or was that two separate animals? Who am I to say? (laughs) Maybe the sheep wants to be a sheep one day and a sheep goat the next day and a goat the following day. That's not for me to decide, Jason. (laughs) It just sounded like you were like using that as one animal. So I just want to make sure that's kind of cool. It's not for me to decide. <laughs> uh, but, but Tucker Carlson had a, an, a very interesting interview. Uh, I believe it was last night. There was a teacher 
at West Point High School, and he said that he had a a, a, a female student who was transitioning to male. And the teachers were all like, you have to call him, him. And he said, I, I'm a Christian. I don't believe that that's true. This is what I believe. I believe that, you know, biology is biology. And I'm, I'm not going, I will call this student by their preferred name. I don't want to be disrespectful. That's not my intent. But I'm not going to call this student um, he because it's not a he. Um, was and, it a science teacher? No, actually, it was a French teacher, but that would have <laughs> been great. It was a French teacher. But um, but I want to play a little bit of this interview because it's, it is really, it's amazing how crazy our society has become uh, that this teacher got the backlash that he did. Let's listen. So what's so interesting is, Peter, and I'm taking what you're saying on faith, but we've called around and everyone we've talked to confirms your account. You didn't attack the student. You used a female name, the name of this student, um, and so apparently the student complained or someone complained to the school. What did they say to you and what was your response? Well, I was actually using the new name. The student is biologically female and I was using... I, I'm sorry, I, I inverted the, it. The That's right. right. But you used the preferred right. name of the student. You used the name the student wanted correct. to be called. Right. Correct, correct. Which and is then totally when fair. the school administration understood that I wasn't willing to pronounce male pronouns when referring to the student... I was told that I had to use male pronouns even when students weren't present, such as if you were my colleague and I'm speaking to you about the student. Let's say I'm, I'm praising the student about, hey, you know this student? Uh, she did great on a test. Well, I could be denounced and lose my job. And I, I couldn't agree to that. I couldn't agree to that kind of ultimatum. That's unbelievable. So the school decided that he was creating a hostile work environment because he wouldn't agree to that, but he was willing to compromise on not being disrespectful and he was fired from his job for not calling a she a he for for not stating the obvious have we i mean are are (laughs) we i feel like we're the cliff is right here and we're just kind of teetering over the edge (laughs) because the fact that he i mean where's the tolerance here because he's saying i i want to be respectful if that's if that's what you choose for you then I'll call you by this name. But when I'm talking to my colleague and I, you know, I'm not going to use the pronoun. That's a bridge too far. I'm respecting your belief. I would like for you to respect my belief. I'm not doing anything to attack you. I'm not doing anything to disrespect you. I'm just going to call you by your name instead or say the student or whatever. And the school wouldn't even let him use correct pronouns when the student wasn't present. This is how ins- crazy is that? This is insane on so many levels. Like, I don't I, I'm I'm surprised that they're like these people. If someone has gender dysphoria at, at even at that young of age, but if they have it, it's a psychological disorder. Yes, um, it's a mental disorder. Yes. So you never like in any other mental disorders, you never perpetuate the disorder. That just makes it worse. Right. So you don't convince a guy, uh, you know, someone that's seeing Barney in the corner that Barney really is there. Right. That goes against every single medical like. And why would you want to? Because when it comes to things like transgendered people and gender dysphoria, they have a much higher rate of depression, of suicide, of all of these other things. So why why would you want to have them be like that? 
I mean, I'm just like, why would you want to push that on them when you know that you're setting them up for a higher rate of all of these things? It's amazing. It's amazing. And it's instead of like encouraging them to help them get some kind of treatment, they're making it to where they're perpetuating an illness. Yes. That's what they are. Yes. And you cannot you cannot attach this. This is what's so ridiculous. You cannot attach this to the LGBTQ movement. The T should never have been added to that. That's true. Never should have. It's true. And and I had a, um, we've got like 30 seconds left. I had a friend, I have a friend who is gay. She's a lesbian. And she says that. She's like, I don't have anything to do with them. They should not even be lumped in with us. I don't believe that a man can be a woman and a woman can be a man. I want, I just want out. I mean, when you've got the L and the G in there saying that, you got a problem. But when the T got added in there, that was a huge victory for that movement. Huge. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.